whole time, the whole thing was shadowing us, right behind us, right out of sight of us. You could, you could kind of see the thing moving through the woods. Uh, all I can remember is flipping the light on, and I see this creature, and I knew, I knew in my heart, I knew in my mind, in the whole night, this isn't a man. And then this thing walks across the road, takes a turn towards us, and then leaps over a guardrail. Went to look forward, and there was a big black thing, is all I can DTV Exploring the Bigfoot Mystery each week with your hosts, veteran researcher, author, and TV personality, the Squatch Detective, Steve Culls, and from the Bigfoot Research Project of Kentucky, Chris Bennett. Sit back and buckle up as we bring you guests from around North America discussing the Bigfoot phenomena, but not without a few laughs, too. Here are your host, Stephen Chris. Oh, Steve, I think you're still muted there, bud. There hey, we good go. evening, Cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch DTV for today's date, June 12th, 2020. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective, Steve Coles, along with my co-host, the guy down there, Mr. Chris Bennett. Yes. E- evening, Chris. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Doing good, Steve. Man, I tell you what, we've been burning it up here in Kentucky, painting and, and, and fixing floors and all kinds of crap that nobody likes to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do some of the roll call. Uh, oh. I like to, like doing a uh, prime ape objective. Hello. Welcome back. Prime. Good to see you. Prime. Frank. Hello, Frank. Hey, Frank. John. Good evening. John. OT made it this week. Hello, OT. Well, you know, OT. when your name is OT, we expect sometimes you not to be here because you're working OT. <laughs> Ken Parnell. Hello, Ken. Good to Hi, see Ken. you. Terry. Hello, Terry. Hi, Terry. 
Linda, hello, Linda. Good to see you. I haven't seen you in the chat before. Hello, Carrie. Linda. Hello, Carrie. Pat, Pat's back. Hello, Pat. Welcome hey, back. somebody new, Bayou Irish. Hello, Bayou Irish. Bayou Irish. Okay. Uh-oh, here's trouble. Christy's in town. Christy's in <laughs> Christy. the house. Oh, boy. <laughs> Rick, hello, Rick. Rick. So here we are. Uh, that's uh, the, the quick roll call. I'm sure <clears throat> more people will filter in as time goes on. Uh, but welcome one, welcome all. And uh, way down there, if... Yeah. Down there is Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, guys. How are you doing tonight? Oh, there he is. I was wondering where Tank was at. <laughs> Hiding down here on the bottom. That's okay. We we can we can cover you up with Christy. There we go. Hi, yeah. <laughs> so good. I don't know what the heck is going on while that went to that, but we'll we're rolling with it. Well, anyway, uh, there we are. And it is July the 12th, too, not June, Steve. I thought I said July the 12th. <laughs> well, maybe you did. I, I thought I heard June, but you know me. I, I, was, I was calling out leap year back a while back. So. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, it is a leap year this year. Yeah. yeah Last year you called out leap year. Was Last year, yes, yes. Last year I was saying it was leap year. I was like, no. Oh, oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> But uh, what we had one heck of a show last week. Um, <clears throat> as for those who missed it, we had uh, Matt Moneymaker on with uh, Mike Poole. They were talking yeah. about a, a, a thermal image uh, yeah. uh, that came up, this particular one. Um, let me make that a little bit bigger for folks. There we go. So yeah. in the... Uh, <laughs> In, in the in the in the therm, uh, a lot of people were asking questions, and this is why part partly it's great to have Mike on tonight because Mike Mike has a lot of high end type of thermal stuff, so uh, he's really a cool one to talk about talk to about this. But in in this, we see this uh, thing that we may have been foliage. Of course, I said that it may be foliage because we only have uh, one, uh, one one right. point of reference, right? Yeah, right. And, uh, you know, and hello, Ken. Good to see you. Um, so, you know, but as I mentioned, it, it seemed to look like it had like a, a strapping on it, possibly right. something here, like a, a support strap, which, you know, makes a lot of sense because uh, to me, um, there we go. You know, I carry a very similar bag, mm. something like this. Yeah. That has one, a one shoulder strap and it actually has a support strap that comes around. Not necessarily the waist, it kind of meanders up the, the, the stomach and over to the, yeah, you know, depending on, you know, your size. So <laughs> we, we have this picture and uh, just so everybody knows, I did kind of invert it to make it a little, little less, a little more appealing because the, the brightness of that really shields some of the detail. And in this, you can see when you invert the colors, uh, there is a, you know, making the white hot rather than. Yeah. Uh, they were using it on black hot. So the black, anything dark you see is hot, meaning yeah. that anything light is cold. So when we reverse it, it makes the white hot and anything dark cold, yeah. as you can see that. And yeah, in all fairness, we did discuss that before last week's show, that that was one spot that was kind of iffy. 
But I think we both agreed that it possibly, since we had this only with one image to look at, yep. it could be a tree limb or some sort of bush foliage or something. Now, for those who did not catch it, the BFRO did release a a 34-second uh, video. And I'm not going to play it because it's very pixelated. But I, I managed to extrapolate a few of the shots from it. Um. Of course, you think they'd be queued up after having them queued up. So, <laughs> so here's one of them, and I got to blow this up. And mind you, this is going to be very blurry and pixelated. But as you can see, here is the subject here, and we see a light spot here. Now, uh, had a talk with with Matt Moneymaker about this uh, midweek, and this is apparently it going away from us. So now this is with its back to us. So that is very relevant yeah. that, that in this picture we're seeing look like light lashing here. Right. But when we get to the the pack squatch, <laughs> as Frank called it, uh, we see a larger uh, blurb. And right. we can actually see that in yet another another photo. Um, this one is a little more defined. As it's walking away. Now, there's a yeah. couple of pictures like here where I believe it's actually walking towards the camera. But if it's not, it, if it's still walking away, it's still the, the strapping seems to be around the left. It's very, uh, very hard to read sometimes with the, with the pixelation on this. But what we do know is probably the clearest shot. Well, even that, again, there's another side kind of a shot, and you can see clearly there is something cold on his shoulder. Yeah. He was using black hot as well. Yeah. So that being said, um, I did manage to do a kind of uh, a, a report on on what this actually was. Um, and as you can see, uh, you know, I include a couple of the original pictures, and then we have this, the captures from Mr. Poole's video, uh, Mike Poole, who was on last week. And you can see a little bit better as they're smaller. Um, and again, like I said, the equipment used for the photos are still unknown by the writer. However, as mentioned, the video was taken with a Flare Scout. They were both economy versions of thermal imaging equipment. Yeah. Um, and as you can see, in this particular picture that I included in the report, we have this woman walking from her vehicle. And there she is. And I'm going to zoom in on that. That one I do have pulled up. And as you can see, she is wearing clothes. Right. <clears throat> but she is completely uniform in color. Right. So I was wrong. It depends. Um, well, yeah, it depends on the setting now. You change the setting. Yeah. You know, one way oh, is going right. to see the face and the other, other way. Question from OT. Is the video on their site? Uh, it's on a, on a YouTube site. Um and the 34 second is actually looped. Uh, it's it's like a, a seven second, five second, seven second loop yeah, over, that, and over. That, over and over again. That's why it's 34 seconds. And it has a little arrow pointing towards the the um, the uh, subject of, of the video. But as you can see, the important part is that we have a uniformly co uh, colored uh, individual here that we know is a human being leaving a car with a pocketbook. Of course, this is white hot. So white is going to be hot. Black is going to be dark. Reverse of 
um, reverse of, uh, yeah, OT says five, se seven seconds isn't too bad, but it's so pixelated, really pixelated because it, it's zoomed in. It's, uh, that's what got me. I couldn't tell what I was looking at, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so here you have it. Um, it, this is just evidence that, that I was wrong. You know, I, I can be wrong too. Is I said, well, you know, I don't see any change in coloring that would indicate clothing. Well, that doesn't always happen, right. as you can see. Yeah, depends they're on definitely, the They're definitely wearing shoes. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're, we're definitely sure the video was done on a FLIR, and we're still not sure of the, the camera for the, for the stills. Correct. I believe okay. it was a FLIR as well, but I'm not sure which model. Okay. Um, so we I mean, have the, that. The 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 what am I looking for the uh, the quality of the individuals right up and close, I mean it's super super you know defined, um, you know we so kind of having an idea what what setup they had you know if they were just right. using one of the the small FLIR plugins like our seats. Yeah. Well, as you can see um, from the original picture, this is the still. Right. I mean that's, so, that's great it, definition. You know, so right. but when you get to when you get to the point where it becomes when you start to zoom in on it, it it's not really the greatest definition. Well, it's you know that but if you see the I got my screen share down below. Um not my I, favorite picture in the world, but uh it's not there. It's not oops, yep, hang on. I gotta I'm on their other screen there. Hang on, there we go. You know, Still not seeing it, Mike. I mean, that's, ah, there we go. that's you know, that's the shoulder. That's generally how those shoulder bags are going. I mean, I that's yeah. the same bag. You and I carry the same bag. And usually, some of our other guys carry it in front. I mean, that would definitely cover if you're carrying a sling bag. I mean, right. that's a small pack. You know, it would cover that particular uh, yep. section of, of exactly. It's the no. same pack I. It's the same pack yeah. I use as well. Yep. Yeah. Yep. As you can see, you know, there, there is the pack and boy, does that not look similar? Yeah. You know, so. you have the, uh, from that to this, you have the one strap, two strap around the, over yep. the shoulder. And of course the pack being on the back, you know, then you have, you know, this photo yeah. or this capture of the, um, like it's on the left side when it's facing us and it turns right. around you right. see the big area on the back yeah. on the left. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So unfortunately, you know, to me it is what it is. And you nah. know, I hate that it. because I really liked that, that the yeah. still that they had showed us. Now, let me, let me, and I made a very big comment at the bottom of this is this does not yeah. in any way discount the personal experiences of the researchers right. over their expedition. And given those facts, I'm glad to actually hear that there's an effort to get, you know, to go back out there with some, uh, yeah. some, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, some, some better uh, video of perhaps what's going on out there. Yeah. Just because this is not a Sasquatch does not mean that there's not a Sasquatch out there. Yeah, right. you know, I, I would definitely, you know, when they brought those pictures last week to you, um, you know, it was picture 111 of 111. I like to see those five or six pictures ahead of that, even if yeah. they're, even if they are, quote lobby. unquote, yeah. lobby, yeah. Um, we at least would be able to confirm if there was still some definition of color, um, because it, it could have been that three or four feet closer, 
depending yeah. on the range and pixelization on on that to really pick it up. So I, you know, yeah, we can we can kind of say maybe backpack or maybe not, like you said. Um, I would also like to really take a look at that that FLIR video and if they had any audio, because yep. you know their reaction of who's there. I mean, we just spent. Uh, a couple of days in the woods up north, and you know when we get out there, every little thing in the woods is, you know, the smallest yeah. little uh, chipmunk or squirrel. Sounds like I heard an elephant coming through the woods, yeah. and then when you flare it, and you've got something that's you know this big coming through the woods, and you're like, no, yeah. you know, is it shape shifting in the woods or something <laughs> like that? But you know, it's like oh, it's nope, it's right there, you know. Um, I'm trying. I'm in the middle of switching computers over, so I don't have a lot of thermal on my new computer yet. So I'm just moving up. Oh, man, I just dropped. Something just fell. Yeah, that was the microphone. <laughs> I might need that. Aaron. Somebody might not want to listen to me anyway. Um, let me see if I can pull up some uh, small black and white or that mink. For some reason, uh, oh, yeah, the mink would be awesome. So, uh, Joni, uh, hello, Joni, good to see you. Says, can gel the creatures, male or female? We think it's actually somebody with a backpack, um, now at this point in time, at least I do. Um, it, it, it's possible, yeah, yeah, that's 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 throwing up a big red flag for me on there. Yeah. I mean, we have a cold spot on the front and the back. Um, yeah. the front very clearly looks like the similar lashing that Mike had just showed us a little bit ago. Yeah. Um, and guess who's in the house? Jimmy, Jimmy Trick, Jimmy Trick's in the house, <laughs> a.k.a. Charlie Wonton. Hello there. Hello, sir. And, uh, hey. of course, we got Nottingham Yankee. Hello from Nottingham. Welcome. Yeah. Greetings and from we, over the pond. We got Big Walt and Little Walt in there somewhere. I saw a message a while yeah. ago somewhere. So hey, so Big Walt. Hey, Little Walt. Do we, do we know if they had any audio? Um, or have they not released any of that as of yet? No, I, I, they said they had gotten some tree knocks. Okay. But not, not necessarily that evening. Uh, a but, lot of their activity was on the previous days uh, ahead I, of this. Yeah, um, I'm talking about the banter among among their team. Right. Well, they, they said that they had heard something similar to the uh, Sierra Sounds, the Samurai okay. Chatter. But uh, that has yet to be uh, surfaced. I want to I hear that. Right. And, and like I said, I am not discounting what they said as as far as their personal oh. experiences. Absolutely not. Right. Wasn't there? Right. Can't can't really tell you. But what we can tell you is that this picture puts us there as far as this picture is concerned. And eh. uh, right. unfortunately, it, it it just you know if I look at it from a, a an investigative aspect or a scientific aspect, it has some issues. Not a big deal. It's not, you know, it, it, I am glad to see that they're going to put a little, a little more pricey equipment in the field, because as you can see on the on the on the graphic to the show, that's Mike using an ATM thermal, and those bears are phenomenal. Yeah, I'm um, trying to. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign into my other computer, and I'll I'll throw out a link. From of course, those are not those are not. Uh, uh, those are not, not uh, low end, uh, <laughs> low end uh, thermals either. Yeah, it, this is the ATN right here, you know, and you know, this is actually it's only a one. This is a one by five on it. Um, you know, I have zooms on it. The nice thing about this one is I can video audio, do a video and audio at the same time, and I can share it. So if I've got somebody in the field, and with Stephen, we've done it before, where we've thrown it out to a tablet, and somebody can stand right next to us. Or yep. now I have an eight-inch monitor that I take in the field with me, 
and somebody could sit there and plug it in with the HDMI and watch it from. Well, from one there, one, so. one of the things Mike and Mike and I did was uh, he had the ATN plugged into a tablet, and I was driving down the road, and Mike was scanning the road with the ATN. Yeah, and uh, it was pretty phenomenal. We we actually stopped over a small little little bridge culvert, and in the the pond was a couple of ducks float swimming around, and we clearly could see them uh, on, on the thermal coloring and all. Um, it's really the uh, and and Pat, you're exactly right. Economy thermal will always be inconclusive. Yeah. Um, not always. I mean, uh, my uh, thermal video I got in Pennsylvania. Um, that was very conclusive that it was a bear <laughs> uh, just from the, the yeah. motion it took afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and if you're in close, I mean, those, those seeks are wonderful. And especially if, if you've got a team of people and even, you know, uh, my, my partner, Christy, my coach, my, my podcast, she's got one of the FLIR, uh, FLIR ones that go into the, in the bottom of her iPhone. And yep. the, um, I mean, actually, Marilyn's in here. Keith, they built a nice little setup where she can plug her iPhone in and kind of use it more of a, a turn station. In yeah. in close, where you're you're walking down trails, they're really nice. The seeks, I mean, for the 200, 300 bucks where they are, plugging them in the bottom of the phone, mine's out in the car because I leave it in the backpack for search and rescue stuff. But, you know, if I don't have my phone, my buddy can download the app and I can pass it between 15 people. You know, right. Well, and, you know, that's that's the big thing is where, where is your technology? What's your budget? I mean, right. Yeah. I, you know, you, you're in between each other every couple of years, you know, See, and are you running a night vision and you're running a thermal at the same time? It can get kind of expensive. Thermal is great for ruling out stuff. Um, yeah. How many times have we heard some stuff, you know, fiddling around in the woods and we've come up with mice? Uh, oh, how yeah. about how about the owl? <laughs> well, that was night vision, actually. It was like that's the owl. yeah. I'm look. I'm looking. I'm pulling it. I'm going to pull that up for you. I'm sure but, some folks would like to see the owl. One of the things I like doing is I put my seek on a tablet, and uh, I, I've gotten this like really hard shell tablet case with a cover on the front. And what I did was I cut the notch out of this here, yeah. so I could plug my seek in, and then I can hold it up, and we can scan you know, with the seek, uh, and other people can watch. Is it, oh. is it, is it wonderfully clear all the time? No, not at all, but it does, it does help. Okay. I see your share screen coming up, but hey, hang on once. Yeah. Let me give you yeah. a second to pull that other screen up here. So, uh, actually let me pull, uh, OT, yeah, OTS seeks, seeks are pretty good to use ones for diagnosing burnt chips or electronic, Electronics equipment, so can I, I can replace them. Never tried far away. What is a realistic working distance? Uh, I'd say about a hundred yards, if that. If that, um, yeah, yeah, if yeah. that. I mean, the 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 bear video I had in Pennsylvania was maybe uh, twenty five yards, thirty yards, um, and it was along a tree line, and it kind of peaked up, kind of stood there for a second, and we could we could hear it. We could hear it. <laughs> Yeah, and we turn around and um, and there and you know, uh, and 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 truthfully, I was using my phone at the time, so we couldn't really tell uh, until we got it back onto a bigger screen that was actually yeah. up there. We were actually like, "What do we got? Yeah. <laughs> what do we got?" Um, now I got two share screens. Yeah, you should only you should only have one share screen for me. Yep, I got two. 
<laughs> Not me. <laughs> I got uh, one with the file list, and I got another one with just a. Yeah, we just want the file list. I don't. Okay, so you want the file list one? So I'm gonna. Yeah. So let's. Well, see. I can't do nothing that. Did I share it? There it is. There it is. Let's. This is the mink. So. Yeah, let's, let's just open that up. Yeah. And why are you not? Oh, because that moved on to another screen. Hang on one second, folks. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, you know, we're. Let's pull her up here. Oh. That that is a mink. So it comes right in, you know, and it, that was probably about a hundred yards off. Um, but again, we're using white hot. So we get a little more definition. And I mean, that sounds like a bull coming through a Chinese shop coming through the woods. Yeah. They, they was. What model ATN thermal is this? Mark? There it goes. This is, uh, the, uh, OTS 384 HD. Um, OTS 3E4 HD. Okay. And I know it says 321 because I just swapped batteries in the middle and didn't. Uh, the other smoke you see there from fire. Uh, but that's comparison. We got, got to get some better thermal. We'll grab something different out there, Steve. That's pretty good. Does, does that actually record video or do you got to plug it into something else to record the no, video? No, it records video and audio on here. Ah. Um, oh, wow. Just let me know when you're ready to roll, Mike. Yep. Um, and that's pretty much why I went with this one. And it, this also works on lithium batteries. Some of uh, them yeah. have a, uh, a, you know, their their own proprietary battery. And the problem you run in with that is you're out in the field and your battery dies. So yeah. hang on one second, Steve, before you. That's us casting. So I'm looking for ATN stuff. Yeah, plus if you got to buy a proprietary battery, oh, whatever the, whatever they're going to yeah. charge you for it, you got to pay. <laughs> Watch your full screen that, Mike. Full screen this. So this bad boy is at least uh, it's a good 100 yards away. Um, again, when, I, when we're moving down the road, I use the white hot because it really shows up. But, you know, you'll really get a nice clear. Wow. Yeah, image coming in. Um, so again, That's it depends good. on your pixels. You know your pixel rate. Um, you know what's there. Uh, yeah. You know, which it, it just helps. Uh, I'm trying to find the owl here. Oh, here's the owl. The owl on night vision. That was the owl is on night. This is night vision. Um, the interesting thing with the owl. So we started, um, so nobody else was running the, I was running a thermal and we could hear it moving around, but I really wasn't seeing anything. And I'm sorry, it looks like the Blair Witch Project here, but uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I was not the operator. Uh, somebody else was using one of my, my cameras here. And let me pull it over right here. So, I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets to be that way, especially... I so saw here's, there there's yeah. the owl. On, on a stump. On a stump. <laughs> so it's down, tree. it's on the ground. I did not see it on thermal until it decided to turn around and look at us. Uh. When it looked at us, 
you don't have the down and the eyes just, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello, So, boys. I mean, that's, that's, that's night vision. That's probably 75 yards away. Um, that was a uh, push now. Yeah. I don't remember the exact model. It's in the other room here. Wow, that's um, clear, man. That yeah, is clear. Yeah. So, you know, put that on the tripod. It's not so bad. But when she got up and flew off on thermal, it was a whole other experience. You could see the heat coming out from underneath the wings. Um, uh, so, let's get out of that one. And, oh, man. You got all kinds of cool toys. Well, as I've I picked them up as we've gone along. Um, mm. Having those items available to us kind of helps out a little bit. Um, yeah. But I started with the night vision, but you get some blowback with the night vision, depending on what kind of illuminator you have. So you won't see as far in. Then I went to the Seek. Um, and the Seek was great. I saw something in the Adirondacks that I couldn't confirm or deny what it was. Um, so I impulse bought on Amazon in the middle of the night, uh, the ATM. Uh, did you get your ass beat for that? I did. I, I did. And I, I completely deserve that. Hang on one second. Let me just see what this one is. Uh, okay. Oh no, that's night vision. That that's not good. Night vision. That's me falling in. Um, yeah. That's bad night vision. That's no, yeah. That was well. That was the night that I uh, uh, we had the rocks thrown at throw, rocks thrown at us, and the I friggin' uh, rocks thrown at us. That's right. And I fell on my face. Oops. Uh, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to add that. I got it back. Okay. Wow. All right. So yeah, I mean, depend. Where'd that screen go? The problem we're running two screens. Um, this uh the thermal that Steve's got on the home page there, that's that's that was shot with that uh OTN. ATN. Yep. yep. ATN, okay. Wow. Uh, and again, like I said, you get audio as well as video. So I mean it, like you said, it depends. It depends on your pixelization rate. There's a lot of stuff that can really go with you know the different I'm trying to find us another good that's the There you go, Chris. Wow. There's another yeah, gaggle Man. of us hanging out there, dude. I'm gonna have to have me one of these. <laughs> Only thing is, I'm gonna have to hide it for about six months. So when I finally get it out, boy, I said, "Where'd you get that?" Oh, I've had this thing for <laughs> forever. Yeah, uh, one of my guys did that. He bought yeah. one of the ATM um, rifle scopes. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah, she didn't find out about it till the uh -huh. bear showed up in the yard in the middle of the night, yeah. and they're like, "What's out there?" <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, well, well, my research partner, his wife, happens to work with me, and that didn't go so well at work. So, uh, Ray, if you're watching, yeah, we know your secret's out. Uh, <coughs> Hello, Ray. Yeah. So, uh, let me see. Uh, give me a second. I'll find a couple others. But, it, like I said, depending on the technology that's there, I mean, we run security cameras now instead of um, – trail cam sometimes because you can use the night vision and the security cameras i run yeah. those out with the small battery packs and that gives me two-way audio with a small jet pack, or, you know little jet pack the little mi-fi box 
and right. it runs back and forth. We'll leave them in my car and walk away if something comes up to the car. It's amazing. I've been down with some other people in Chautauqua County, New York, and no, nobody comes up here. Why has there been five cars since we pulled out of the parking lot? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, DDC, the, the FLIR breach, I definitely would like to get my hands on. Uh, that's a small little eyepiece setup. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's that's a nice setup. Um, it's uh, You're looking at you know, a couple of grand. You're looking, this guy is about 1700 so um, ot ot yeah. says sleep buying is much like a thing like sleepwalking i've used yeah, it a few it times. was yeah. definitely not sleep, sleep <laughs> yeah um amazon the, is danger amazon DDD, is ccc danger. welcome to the show and uh, he yeah. says he had one he has one and they're awesome cool um yeah I, uh mike i i you know a lot of the equipment that uh we use um it's uh christy goes better to ask forgiveness than forgiveness yeah she gets to use all the stuff when we go out yeah I don't um a couple of the the uh, one of the things i used to do is when i had a battery pack well i actually hooked the dvr cam- uh, cameras around the campsite yeah so anything that came in around the campsite and we could watch it live because we had the monitor so if we would hear something coming you know stalking around the camp we could see um so Johnny asks, what is a uh, a parabolic dish? So a parabolic dish is a uh, a, a dish you can add. Oop, you got. Yeah, he'd like that one. Uh, a, oh. parabol- a parabolic dish is something you can add to a microphone. It's attached to a microphone. The dish is behind so you can target listening over a long distance. So, so that's what pick- a parabolic. We pick these bad boys up driving. Uh a couple hundred got, yards out in the field. That is a nice looking buck. Yeah. 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 A couple of young lingers there. So, um, you, you know, it's, um, it's amazing. We show more, we, we, we show more live animals on this show than a certain guy in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and supposedly he knows how to hunt. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I'll never forget that night though. Uh, you know, Mike, talk about the night we had the, the rock throwing. Or the... Okay. Um, so we went up, I thermed an area, turned it off. We're top of the mountain. Uh, we were actually there a couple weeks ago again. Uh, nice sprinkles, but when we got there, we got some, some, uh, some nice knocks somewhere. I got the audio buried in here. Um, I got back behind the car. I'm leaning over the top of Chevy Equinox. So here I got, you know, my head's up above it. Uh, team member in the front, Steve's in the back going through, you know, messing with his, uh, his 4k camera. And out of nowhere, I get hit right in the middle of the forehead. So I stop and I look up going, okay, is it acorns? Is it, is it something else, you know, coming off the tree? And then the next rock comes over and skids across the roof. and hits me in the face. What in the the hell? Now, again, the thermal's in the pocket. GoPro just about to die, like always. They never say. So now, actually, with the the small cameras, uh, I had one. I'm running um, the battery packs for the cell phones into those, too. So I'm going to chest mount 
running that so it gives me a good eight hours of juice because yeah that 15 is just it never works when it works um but still running audio so at least i can dictate what was going on and then the handful comes through steve gets pelted in the back of the car the whole side of the car gets it i come around by the time i got that camera up and around can't see a thing yeah. you know i got something i can't say what it is and i'll, I'll you know it's, it's here but you'll see a, a hot on on camera but uh, yeah it was like stuff, really when, uh, when mike said he got hit you know a couple of times i was like i didn't know where he was you know the orientation was and then all of a sudden that whole that whole handful of rocks came <laughs> pebbles yeah. or whatever came through like something just picked up a scoop and just went and it it you know it pelted me in the back so it, you know it was coming i think it was actually coming from across the road where we were rather than on the same side of the road we were uh, which is probably yeah. which is probably why we couldn't see it. <laughs> it was probably like, <laughs> um, it just you just you don't know. And I mean, just the rainy nights for some reason we just seem to really get a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense why we're out there. Um, you know. Uh, so, uh, Joni, uh, let me let me give you a a, a good uh, a better. Um, example of you know people like using parabolics um, I don't um, because and, and Mick makes a great comment that they're great but they're only good if you have them pointed at a focal point of the audio you want to capture them or register anything outside of that uh, what I use is what I do is I take my zoom and I can actually plug uh, a zoom h2n and I can actually plug either earbuds or headphones on them and if I turn that gain up and put a four-way speaker, I can hear 360 around me for quite a distance. Hmm. No. You know, and, and hair length is another thing. You know, we saw the deer a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. um, this is what, you know, a dog looks like up close, you know. Let's see if we can get her on large there. Oh, not the right one. Let me know when you're ready to roll. I'll hit it to the ad screen. That should be Vita. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, let me play her again. You know, I mean, that's just coming right in, you know, close. But, I mean, you really can. Right. I went out one night. Yeah. I got the Shepherd out. I got the, the Doberman out. I'm comparing heat temperatures. We've changed colors. And that's, that's another thing. Depending on what the background is when you're doing it, if, if that sun is hitting a tree all day long. So when we were up in the, the decks there a week ago, some of that um, – the footage, looking at those trees, you, you really, until you get a real hot animal in there, it's really sometimes you just get a, a mass of, you know, if you're using white or using a black, it really darkens out. But that that one one piece will actually really bust right through when you're looking. Yep. Um, yeah. It so was kind of funny because the, the mink, um, I, I had therm uh, as well. Uh, I didn't record. But... I, you know, that's, that's how we could tell it was a mink because it had kind of the, a profile of a fisher cat almost, except it was smaller and, you know, fisher cats, minks, weasels, they're all related. And I know minks go up trees, uh, not so much fisher cats because they're too big, but, and that, that corkscrew, how they go up. And that's how we could tell, um, it was, you know, actually a mink. Um, and then it, it kind of pe peered at us for a little bit. I could see the head yeah. and, and, uh. 
you know, it's well, kinda... that, that, that's what I like about Mike's thermal there. I mean, it's the resolution is so clear. We could not, we not only could you tell that was a dog running up towards you, that's a Doberman. Yeah. yeah. It's very, you could identify what breed of dog it was. It was, that's very good resolution on it. Very, very sharp detail. Yeah. Well, that, that's, you know, again, that's the difference between an economy, uh, flare and, and a regular, right. in a regular flare. And, um, Oh, you're welcome, Johnny. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I use an H2N uh, to listen. And uh, it's, it's really because uh, I'll put it on there and, and it'll be like, whoo. I mean, yeah. just crank that volume up, crank the mic input up and you can hear anything for, you know, sometimes it gets annoying because, you know, you, you know, even though it's omnidirectional, you can't really tell which direction it's coming from. But that's yeah. why you rely on your other people to say, hey, that's coming from over there. OK, um, well. And that's the thing. Like when I run my audio, Steve from doing the the the, the paranormal stuff, they live listen. Yep. So now what I'm doing is I, I've got a small Sony goes in my backpack, goes on that sling pack, and then I have a stereo microphone that's clipped to the back of my backpack. So it's shooting out like a parabolic on either side. So if I'm walking and something's pacing me on either side, or you know, I'm getting a little hard of hearing. Uh, I've got that earpiece, and so I can hear what the guys whispering next to me too. But you get a really nice surround sound of what's behind you. Yeah. Um, just uh, you know, pay attention to who you're in the woods with because I had a, a research partner scream. She found something really cool one day, and I almost went deaf. So <laughs> thank you, thank you, Stacy. <laughs> you know, but uh, the. You know, those cheap recorders, you know, if you don't have the money for the Zoom, that, that Sony is great. Plus, it's got a USB plug in there. You plug it right into the car. You can listen when you're driving back and forth because you're yeah. going to have. Um, I did a, a overnight with a friend from Naked and Afraid from the TV show. Uh, Aaron and I did, you know, 16 hours in the woods and in the, in the uh, Everglades. Right. Uh, eight and a half hours of listening to me snore. Um, you know, <laughs> something getting thrown at the cabin that night, but you know, it's it's the ability to listen back and forth and having that extra little, little piece yeah. of equipment. Um, for this last trip, we didn't get to use it. We're running baby monitors, um, so you can go ahead and they've got little PTZ cameras to take out with it. So the technology's there if you if you're there. Yeah, um, that's the thing, and the prices are coming down on it too. I mean, you know. Used to this stuff's like twelve thousand bucks for a decent thermal, yeah. And uh, now that it's come down, of course you know it's not cheap yet, but <laughs> it's not even inexpensive yet. But it, it, it's getting there. No, you but you can you really you can find something you know, and they're they're coming down. ATN's got a whole new line coming out soon. They've got binoculars coming out. Um, yeah. Trying to, I know I've got a really good piece of thermal here <clears throat> steve do you want to mention any of that new technology we went over last week or two weekends ago some of the apps hey uh yeah go ahead uh go for it a couple of the new okay. apps that yeah so you know, we're using as a we're starting to use as a team to help us but before we get into that i just wanted to just so so uh, jody can see this is actually an h2 zoom recorder it's got a mount on the bottom you can put it on a tripod you can leave uh -huh. it out uh, you know, this is the H2N, the H2, uh, the H2s are silver, a little older. 
These are a little more simplistic, but they have a great digital output. You can see where you're recording. Now, another thing, too, is uh, you were talking about boosting um, uh, night vision and stuff like that. One of the little finds I found on Amazon, uh, and it's a uh, – uh, I'm trying to think what make a uh, – this is a make one uh, IR – uh, flashlight, and believe it or not, this little guy here for eleven dollars, yeah, works better than any of the phantom lights, uh, you know, anything yeah. like that. They work phenomenally. Uh, and I get them for like eleven, twelve dollars. I think they're up to maybe fourteen or fifteen now, but even so, for fifteen dollars, the the and what I do is uh, it comes with a belt clip, and as you can see, it's a little extended. That's because I actually slide that onto my camcorder, which has night. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I use that. Uh, I use a lapel mic system uh, for my camcorder. I have a wireless mic system, and I have a yeah. splitter, so I have my zoom, my lapel mic, so I can narrate and talk, and this IR spotter on the camera. So not only do we we have all kinds of stuff. So if we hear something. Uh, and this is something that I, I strongly recommend. If you're using a video camera, uh, hello, Amy. Good evening. Oh, hi, Amy. Uh, if you're using a, a night vision camera, if you have some way to add an audio input, use your yeah. Zoom. Get a Zoom, put it on there, because if you get that distant howl scream, not only are you going to document the audio, but it's going to be on your video. Right. So you can actually have a dual because what I do is when I put it on my 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 uh my uh shoe my shoe with the with the uh camcorder on it yeah. I actually record too with my therm or record too with my uh my my uh recorder so I have a an audio recording of what's going on and I also have the video with the audio attached right. to it so right. you can extrapolate if you want to enhance it and play it over or something like that, you can do that with the audio file rather than having to do it through a video file. But you, at least the video, you're documenting everything. You're documenting the time, the date, you know, who was there, what was going on, the reactions, uh, you know, whatever. That Zoom audio recorder is going to get a lot higher definition audio too than your Absolutely. camera. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's the other thing about using the, the thermal that I have. It has a built-in rangefinder and GPS, you know, um, but having that range finder, you can, you know, pick your animal, pick a deer, pick a, set your, your perimeter mark. I mean, you could do a person or whatever. Like I said, I bought it originally for search and rescue work. Um, it does come with a crosshair. So I want to make sure you, the original scope I was good. You can get a Thor, which is the same model, but it's more set for money, but that's got crosshairs. It's not always the right. best thing, you know, um, but having that range finder, you know, he really gets you a little better. So if somebody says, well, I was, you know, whatever, well, you got a range finder, you got a little height, you know, you said at the bottom, you said at the top, um, right. porcupines, another weird thing to catch in the, in, in a tree with a thermal. Um, <laughs> and again, in and again, the, the night vision is out there. You can get night vision with, with audio. So you have that video and you have that audio capability. Yeah. Um, yeah. there's that new psionics or something like that. Um, yep. That's, that's my next one. Um, my research partner, Paul, um, that's out here with us, uh, the field biologist, he's mm -hmm. working on getting us a sample to give it a shot. But um, the Bushnell I have, um, 
works amazing. I mean, it, it gets a nice quality. And, and those are great too. If somebody has a sighting yeah. from where they're standing to where it was, use the rangefinder. You know, it, it's equipment like that. If you can't walk it and it's down, a, you know, I'm, I'm standing on the, you know, the witnesses, oh, I'm standing on the hill and it was down in the crevasse and it's over. Yeah. Get that rangefinder out. You can tell from point A to point B where, where, how far it is. <clears throat> you know, you know, the other stuff you, you need to have too is like for, for ground is a walking wheel, stuff like that. Uh, you know, the, the, the keys and rod, which I've showed on the show before where you can actually take pictures of next to it. Um, yep. Yeah. And now uh, the apps. <laughs> Mick, Mick made a good point too. Uh, uh, there is a difference. And as we could see that between the owl earlier and, and the other, the ITN uh, images and, and the, uh, the mink, there is a difference between thermal and night vision. Yeah. Night vision is only going to go so far and then it becomes black. Whereas a thermal will shoot through. And a lot of people are starting to interchange those and, you know, and that that's because the some of the thermal, like the ITNs, that's really hard to tell sometimes whether you're looking at a thermal or a night vision because it's so clear. Yeah. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, vice versa. There's some some night visions out there that are so good. You think you're looking at thermal. So you have to. Uh, As technology improves. Yeah. The, 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 the night vision stuff is a lot better now. Now, when it first came out, I got one of those binoculars for hunting, and uh, you know, it was like 130 bucks or something at that time, and it didn't work long, and it didn't work very well either. But no. <laughs> that was that was because one of the first ones that coming out, you know. Yeah. But I think well, now it's probably a lot better stuff now. You know, I started with. And how are you, Edward? Good to see you here. With yeah. this beast, which is a Gen One Russian surplus that a buddy gave me and every so often you know it's, it's working pretty good tonight um but if the ir illuminator is not right on there right. You, you, you're you're just you don't have but you have no record you you, you just right it's this, just, is, this is what you give to the new guy so when he goes running off in the woods <laughs> uh, he doesn't drop it or when they stare at a um, fire which i've seen happen a few times uh tends to burn out um, the sensors on both the eye, right. the thermal and, and, and the night vision. And there's yeah. a big, there's a big difference. Like you can look at a, ther like thermals are not sensitive to light. Um, so you can look at a lot of things with a thermal, um, yeah. but you can't with a night vision, a night vision, you will burn out that, that IR sensor because they, if you ever look at some IR scopes, when, when it gets very bright, they also go very dark because they're trying to preserve that's a safety catch in some of the IR sensors. Not yeah. all units have that. So if you do get an, a, a night vision scope, be careful using that around light. You know, you don't want to burn out that IR scope, but therms yeah. are good. Therms are you good. Know, a buddy of mine had some of this surplus uh, military. I think it was Czechoslovakian made. Uh, night vision equipment. It had like a big freaking handheld spotlight that was infrared. Yeah, you could like shine that way out, and it you could see way out, even if your camera wasn't really that great. But if you turn the spotlight towards the camera, it's just like turning a, a regular spotlight on a camera. It bright, it whites you out. You know, Chris. Question yeah, for you: Did hmm. that that Czechoslovakian night vision scope? Did that have 
the original uh the original eskimo um seal binding skins on them oh honey, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> best i remember it come in a wood box <laughs> it was a green wood box no joke yeah pretty cool so, so here's an interesting thing too uh, not to get off topic but i wanted to, to cover this real quick tonight too is you know looking at things in night vision um yeah. you know some people will see things night vision in the eyes or you know here's a creature without a tapetum lucidum the eye reflective right. and uh, actually this was kind of neat um this is a specific type of gorilla that has only been seen rarely um literally uh, uh i think this is like the first time they've gotten really good um trail cam pictures of them and uh i forget what type but there they are um you know these this is off a of trail cam and they're actually a a swimming gorilla uh from what i understand is they actually swim and that and they they're very rare and they're they're lowland gorillas they're not highland gorillas and um, it's I, I just caught this on, uh, on on one of the news feeds earlier, and I thought that was really, really cool. And look at the high shine on those. That's the eye shine you're going to get no matter what animal you get. Is right. this on, is this the stuff that Forrest Gallant from um, uh, Extinctor on uh, the Extinctor Alive found just recently? Maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah. He's only seen them once in like 25 years. And it was a very brief, brief encounter. Like, like people wonder why Sasquatch is so elusive. Um, you um, know, why they're so elusive. Well, here they are. This one looks kind of angry over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, mad. there it is. Uh, Cross River Gorillas. That's it. That's it. Cross River Gorillas. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Um, but just amazing set of photos. Wow. Uh, and it's kind of funny. Look at the young standing, <laughs> standing up straight. It's yeah. like, like uh, really, really cool. Yeah, um, those were only uh, photographed like uh, in the last five years or so, yeah. they, or maybe the last six years, whatever it was. They just recently got photographs of them. Yeah. Uh, they had been reported before, you know, but nobody had a photograph of them. Yeah. Mom looks a little angry. Pretty cool. But uh, <laughs> the, the silverback kind of looks like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I just wanted to pop that up there. I thought that was really yeah. cool. Yeah, definitely. I just forested posted it or friends on Facebook. So because uh, <laughs> he's friends with Aaron and it was down in the Everglades with. Um, Hold on a second. <laughs> See the news Todd standing video talking crap about me. Oh, well, let, I, I'd like to know what he said. Obstruct. So please, please. Uh, just some a couple of bullet points of what he said about me. That's kind of funny. <laughs> because he doesn't know what's coming. He oh. does not know what's coming. And we want to remind uh, all of our uh, viewers on YouTube, please, if you hadn't already, hit the mm -hmm. like and subscribe button and ring the bell for a notif notification that helps us uh, add more stuff to the channel. Thanks. Well, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Standing King hoaxer. <laughs> Well, mm, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Gorilla glove. Hmm. In the backseat <laughs> of a car. Hmm. Something in his new video, grabbing an apple. Hmm. What a coincidence. 
<laughs> what a coincidence. Hmm. You know, how, how, why is, you know, what a That's coincidence. A little, you know, if you see gorilla gloves in the back of somebody's car, you, if you have a little foresight, you can expect a video coming up with a, a Sasquatch hand going to do something, you know? Yeah. So if he. That's for another show, though, right? He said something about introducing you all to your all your experts or something like that. Oh, so basically, so they're experts and blah, blah. You know what, Todd? You know what? It just may mean that I need a new video about you. You see, <laughs> you would think that. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Let's, let's continue on. Yeah. I don't want to get sidetracked uh, with, with boob from uh, Miss, Mr. Winners posted there about the uh, gorilla thermal experiments. Uh, I tried to find the link, but it doesn't seem to go through. So, okay, uh, that would be kind of an interesting uh, if somebody ah. has some good thermal footage. I'd like to like to see that just so I could take a look at some things. Ken Collins just called Todd Standing the Tiger King of Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, my friends. Thank you, thank you. Uh, I said it before. I'll say it again. All, all good, all we good. Abstract. Sharpest, we, we, you know, that, that's the beauty the of the show. Lifters, yeah. Well, this is the beauty of the show. Is sometimes we get off track, but it's because it's an interactive show. We actually listen to what our our, our posters are saying, and it's yeah. really cool that we can get them off the different social media networks. Really cool. Yeah. So, my question, Steve, is what are your listeners using for technology cameras and you know brands and stuff like that? I mean, it really take a poll and see who's beating what up in the in the woods would be a great you know. Yeah, I know I'm one of the only guys that's really using <laughs> the ATNs when we're out. Yeah. I know a lot of people are are, are big on the FLIR, especially the FLIR Scout. I mean, it's it's reasonably priced. Um, you know, I, I know Jay just yeah, switched but- out to something. Oh, he went to <laughs> but a you know flare what? scout from the seat too. Here's you know? here's my issue. Here's my issue with the flare scout. This was a flare scout. This was a flare scout. Right. This was a flare scout. I don't want something like that. Right. I want something like that. Yeah. So oh, ATN yeah. is going to be the way to go. That's uh, it. If you want, if you want evidence, uh, not just something to rule something out. You know. Um, so up oh, Dave DDCC says FLIR technology horrible. Um, well, that, that that's the TK. Now I know he mentioned that he had the breach. The breach is is eye size. It's like a PBS fourteen. Yeah. It's it, it's you know it was designed for good for you, Pat. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and I would like to get my hands on on a breach just to, for size comparison. You know, yeah. it's easy to throw, and that's that's the other thing is what can you throw in your pockets? What's okay. weight? You know, you're climbing a mountain, you know, what do you got on you? And what, you know, what are you going to take with you? Uh, he's, he's got a wow on the, on the breach. The breach, well, I if you think, think if you think, if you think it's 2,500 or three grand or something like that. So. Go ahead, <laughs> sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, if, um, if you think about it, you know, there's so much that you have to consider carrying in, depending on how remote your location is. I mean, that's why um, uh, that's why it's really uh, uh, and you know what? The the Todd standing conversation continues on. <laughs> People really don't like him here. Um, 
I wonder why he doesn't have any night vision footage of Sasquatch. Because... I, I've seen that video. I've seen that. He's waving a flare in the, in the darkness and saying, yeah. what do you want? Go away. And, and then Obstruct says, drop another video to expose his weight matter. I don't know, like how the flashlight on it. They come closer to the light. Oh, so by the way, Pat's using video. an auto evil Evo 2 dual. Auto evil. Hmm. So we're all right now. We're all typing that in to see. Well, yeah, I have no idea, man. This is all this technology. The, the closest I've ever had to anything was like one of those cheap, at, oh, excuse me, cheap monoculars. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, it's a drone. Oh, it's a oh. drone. I am good at crashing those things. Well, Chris, now they have the return to home. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, every time my son gets one, he, hey, Dad, try this out. I'll crash it. Yeah, now they, now they well, the, the, the more expensive ones have, uh, you know, they, they have the controller, which you can snap your either tablet or your phone into. So you can uh, actually see where your phone. One of my friends, uh, uh, Mike Veronese. That's not a bad price. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mike Veronini has um, one. Uh, he he did some photo photography for me. It's yeah. not a thermal one, but he put that sucker up, and you can actually see it flying from the screen. You're getting oh. a live feed from that, and it's really cool because it's way the heck out, but it's still getting the signal on. The oh, home. yeah. And then and then what you do is you hit navigate to home, and it'll auto come back and land itself where your okay. tablet. Within ten feet of your tablet. Okay, I I, I could handle that. Yeah, that would yeah. be all right. Yeah. Seth had his out just sitting there on the deck when we were hanging out, changing out some, and it was like just tracking him around. It was just awesome to watch that. But yeah, and like padded mention, you know, you can and David on, you can hear him. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a swarm of bees coming at you, which is great. I mean, uh, well, it's a nice setup. As far as this technology is, uh, I can relate to one aspect of it because uh, my cell phone is like an antique and the battery is dead. So I always have to carry around a battery pack with me, either that or no phone. Right. But if anybody is going to buy a battery pack, get one of these big, big, big thick things from uh, Amazon or eBay. They're about 10 or 12 bucks. And they've got like, uh, I think it's eight, 18650. Uh, lithium-ion batteries in it and when if it ever goes bad you can take the cover off and throw the battery away and stick new ones in there and, here's and they're the rechargeable for like a million times you know and, and here's the other thing too if you're stuck yeah. out in the middle of nowhere camping as well yeah. there's also the solar powered oh you know, yeah you can leave it out solar powered and you can now that is cool yeah you can actually plug two devices into it and charge two devices yeah. and this can also be recharged through a wall charger but it can also charge by just leaving it in the sunlight now that is cool so that <laughs> hey i'm always good to travel with my gear and drag steve with me if you're close enough in the northeast you know <laughs> yeah yep. you know the back back of my truck rolls out um you know, last week I got a marine battery with an inverter so I can hook up half the stuff while I'm out in the field. Yeah. And somebody pulled up a nice, good old-fashioned uh, jet pack or something like that. It's it's small, portable generator. And it was like, oh, Hey, wow. Chris, good to see you here tonight. Uh, okay. hate, hate, to tell, hate to break the news to you, but 
we had a whole bunch of stuff we talked about in the first hour. Yeah. Um, you just catch us on replay. Uh, no, yeah. it, was, it was more about the, the type of technology we use and Mike uses, uh, especially when Mike's with me, he's got, he's got all his toys with him. Um, you know, I have a seek, like, like I said, I, my standard rollout is a seek thermal. Um, I, I do have a, a digital, uh, very small digital, um, night vision which i really don't use too much anymore because in the woods everything is it's really not the greatest um and that and i use recorders uh you know future equipment coming trust me yeah um but uh but yeah uh yeah the bet i think the best we've gotten recently is the mink yeah and uh you know of course it was a quiet this isn't our squatching time of year a lot of people don't understand that where we are in, at least in my areas right now, um, the, uh, it doesn't really pick up till the end of this month. So we're getting close. And then from here till the best time ever is from September through mid November. Those are the best times. Uh, um, uh, those are the best times to catch, uh, what we're doing. Uh, you catch know, them what they're doing there. Another small one, Chris. If you're looking for something that doesn't record, Leopold mm. makes it looks like a regular rifle scope. And ah. it's it's no bigger than uh you know, cell phone or so, just, yeah. just round, like you know, like a small Tasco scope or something like that. Almost yeah. like a red dot. And, but you know, uh, but you my know partner's Mike. got one. It's got really nice quality footage, you know. You don't re- you can't record it's it's a right. it's for a hunter to find a game at the end of right. the day. Right. You know, they're so great. They're great tools. But you know what? You know what? I'd be kicking myself in the ass if I spent a, a lot of money on something that doesn't record. I can see right. this wonderfully and I can't record it. It, it just uh, does. It just doesn't fit for what we need to do. Right. And, and I mean, yeah. that's just it with the with the seek with the FLIR one that goes into the phone. You can at least you, you can get the video and stuff off your, uh, um, you know, your phone. You yeah, know, like, so that that's my backup if I run out of batteries. The only thing is it, it kills your phone too, so uh, or your or your tablet. So, uh-oh. uh oh, Mick, uh, Mike Patterson. Uh, uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of Mike Patterson in Sasquatch, Ontario. <laughs> yeah, if he can come now, not likely. You know, not likely. And and it, even DD said, yeah, it's got to record. Yeah, um, it, they're nice nice to have, but like I said, we're beyond. Maybe ten years ago. Uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to have one of those because not everything, hardly anything recorded 10 years ago. Right. You know, um, heck 10 years ago, your, your, your thermal imagers, uh, even your FLIRs, um, uh, didn't record not anything but pictures. Um, you know, uh, you met uh, Jim who was at our, our encampment here uh, a couple of weeks ago. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, he brought his FLIR, his FLIR. Uh, caught the 2013 uh, FLIR images that we had uh, along the Pulteney River in what I call, you know, research area two. Um, and and that's, uh, yep, that's an an industrial fire style. That's that that the right. pistol grip style. Yep. Which and and then there's your pluses and minuses. You know, you spend a couple hours or even 20 minutes on a scope. Right. Be it night vision, be it thermal, mm-hmm. and you're blowing that eye out. It, with right. the, the fire style, you're blowing yourself out. So if there's something that you know can perceive that there's a light there, 
Yep. You know, unless they're coming in to look, figure out what you are, you're not blowing out your night vision as bad. But yep. if I'm on that scope, I'm done. I got to carry about a 3000 candle power flashlight, you know, so I could light up. Hey, yeah. I do see something, you know, I, I mean, that's, that's, you know, the pluses and your minuses, you know, where you, where you go with that. So we do have a couple of questions from OT over in the chat. Uh, I've noticed that certain areas have decent activity, but during seasons, example, winter, there is nothing. So is, is there a migration of Bigfoot moving around this weather related or game? And then he follows up with, I remember you said two episodes ago that in 2012, 2014 was quite frequency where you did research. Yeah. It was almost a drop off on precipitation in the Northeast. Actually, that, that period of time was from 2010 till 2014, uh, 2013. Uh, 20, uh, by 2013, it kind of dropped off. But 2010, 2011, 2012, very busy. 2013, nothing. But that's why we moved over to research two to see if anything was going on. And that's where we got the, the therms. And I don't necessarily think it has to do with the precipitation, uh, why things got quiet in the research area one. And that was because we had an interloper uh, who was on my team and then decided to take his team. And uh, there was another gentleman too, as well, that was you, you that used me for the better part of words to, to gain some knowledge. And when I left his team, uh, he decided to, you know, explore that area as well. So yeah. when you have people doing tactics that are not necessarily used to, uh, like if you start probing with a lot of people and, and, and pestering them, they're going to move on. They're going to, okay, this right. area is not safe. Their defense is avoidance. So they're going to move away. But yeah. that being said, there is a uh, definite uh, drop off in, in, in peak activities and uh, I, I've said, and it's common knowledge, I've said this before, as well as uh, my mentor, one of my mentors, Bill Brand, who, uh, who would say, you know, that there is some movement between the Green Mountains and the Adirondacks. And that's when, guess what's in the middle of all that? Whitehall, New York, which is, yeah. you know, where all the stuff is going, where all the sightings and the roadside crossings and the, you know, the incident at Bear Road, if anybody's caught Seth Breedlove's uh, second film out, which was The Beast of Whitehall. Uh, there is a great example of what happens, um, uh, what happened uh, back in the seventies that really brought the attention to Whitehall. Uh, but it still goes on. I mean, there was a sighting last September. Huh? Surprise! September again. Uh, almost a year to the day. Uh, almost a you know to the day of a yeah. sighting we did probably eight nine years ago. Uh, Within, you know, maybe a half mile crossing Route 4. Um, so, it, or, well, in this case, it crossed Route 4 in, over and into the uh, the south side of Route 4, which, guess what? In, in 2006, we had a huge flap. Uh, what I call a huge flap is, is we had a total of six witnesses, three separate occasions on uh, a particular road in Whitehall. Um, none of them knew about one another. And just around that time, too, was the uh, the one scene walking alongside Route 4 and then turning into the into the, the brush north of Route 4, but in the same general vicinity of where that road is on the south side. So very interesting. You, you get these these spurts. And yeah. to me, as an investigator, that is huge. Uh, it gives a, a huge credibility. To what the witnesses are saying yeah 
Yeah, in, in Kentucky, it seems like there's certain times of the year they move around more. Yeah. Uh, more active, you know. So, uh, yeah. Gabriel Jones says he has a true story to tell about something frightening my brother's experience in the Pennsylvania mountains in the 1980s. It was enough mm. to scare the heck out of Interesting. Uh, uh, Mick, uh, question for Mike. To his knowledge, are there any viable night vision cameras that can be mounted on a drone for shooting from the air? There are. Um, there's, you know, I worked with the guy, it was Seth and his guys the other day. We were talking about some of the DGI stuff that there's some aftermarket thermals and night visions that you can add on. Uh, Parrot has one that has both cameras mounted already. Yep. Um, so you, you, if you've got the money, the stuff is there. Um, there are a couple of drone sites out there. I don't do a lot with drones. I have guys that, that do a lot with drones. I just don't have time to hey, Mike. Um, get them up. Yeah. Uh, Chris will get this joke. You know, I know where you can find a cheap blimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and attach some thermals to that. Uh, yeah. anyway, um, so, um, I mean, yeah. So the technology is there. Um, actually, uh, Moneymaker mentioned, I think one of his guys was actually looking at the parrot. Um, there's some great DJI thermal footage, you guys hunting hogs, look up, uh, DJI thermal hog hunting, and they actually hunt the hogs down with the DJI and then hurt them. And then the guys are on the ground with, with the ATNs, of course. Yeah. Uh, and FLIR makes a lot of, there's a lot of them, uh, that X2 there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a few out there. Like I said, where I am, I'm usually on the ground and I got a guy that's running a thermal DGI drone. So, I mean, so he's also got LIDAR. I mean, that's a whole nother adventure that, you know, we're looking, you know, you're looking at about $3,000 or five to $9,000 for a cheap LIDAR unit for a drone yeah. where you yeah. can put it up and, and yep. scan for the caves and everything else like that. He said, I've got one of my guys as a scientist that's, he works with drone. He teaches a whole drone ecology class. And I mean, I leave the drone stuff to him. So yeah. I, it's, um, it's one last thing I need to buy because yeah. he's really got it. So, <laughs> you know. so Sean says there's activity in Massachusetts is always through mid-August through November, just about the same time we have activity over here, which is kind of interesting. So my oh. question is, what part of Massachusetts are you talking about? The western part of Massachusetts or the Berkshires where they could easily, very easily head north for the winter into the Green Mountains, very similar to what they're doing here. For all we know, that may be the same grouping that hits the Adirondacks some years and the Berkshires the other, and if, that's the, if that's the case. My, my thing would be interesting to compare notes with Sean, what years there's a lot of activity versus what years there aren't. And I'm wondering if they're opposite hmm. of what our right. activities been. Like maybe this group goes here some years and there some years. Right. That would be kind of interesting to look at. And that's the kind of Google. Yeah. And that, that would be the kind of, of thing uh, we need to do. So Sean, reach out to me uh, on PM and we'll get together and talk about that. Uh, if you're not that far, maybe we'll get together, you know, and compare notes in person. That would be wonderful. And, and it would be good to kind of look at, you know, how that's working out. Um, that Rod would be is cool. in Rod, oh, attention, everybody. Rod is in the house. Hello, Rod. Good to see you Rod. here tonight. One of our frequent flyers here at yeah. Squatch TV. Um, so, 
you know, uh, let's just take a quick commercial break here for a minute. And I'm going to talk about uh, Eastern Mass. Okay, on the New Hampshire Mass border. Okay, so maybe they're moving up to New Hampshire in the, in the, uh, I still like to compare notes with you sometime though, uh, Sean. Um, The, uh, I just want to let everybody know that I I hope everybody's getting the postings. When I do a show announcement now, I'm able to post them on the YouTube channel, which is awesome. Since we, you know, hit our new mark, so uh, we can uh, that actually. Would that, we, look, that would be something to look at too, Steve, and cross that information over with when are the when is berry season in each area. Mm-hmm. You know that. Well, oh, if there's berries, like, like, like mm-hmm. for example, where where we are in research, uh, research one, there right. isn't there, the only food source I can really point out as far as like you know is you know plant matter and wildlife. Yeah, and there is plenty. Obviously, obviously Mike said there's plenty of little wildlife out there. Oh, there's nice. there's turkey. There's I mean, th- that's the first thing you want to see when you're driving Tur- down and turkey. I don't know where turkey come flying at you with a thermal camera. It looks like you know <laughs> something out of Jurassic Park for the first time you see it. You're like, what's that? Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean that that whole area Steve, that we've been in. And again, somebody asked, you know, does rain make a difference? And every time we're up there, you know, and it's a really junky day. It's yeah. usually when I see we have more activity. I mean, that last time though, I've never heard the words "woods is quiet." Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. The last time we were here, definitely quiet. You could hear a pin drop in those woods the entire time we were out there. I mean, it just was just about. Just yeah, about. everybody. I mean, it's actually creeping everybody out. Like literally, I've never heard it that quiet in the woods. Yeah. And then, then the morning came, and it was like everything was was normal. Yep. Uh, and uh, then. And then the night, and it was noisy, and then all of a sudden, poof. Like, hey, where'd all the little sounds go? They're not there. I mean, it, literally, it was like dead air. Just You know, you know. And, and that was the thing. I mean, I spent about four hours by myself at the location, nobody else around, and uh, trying out some new audio software for birds. I'm using yeah. bird.net. Um, it's from Cornell. And basically, you can record and analyze, and it'll... T- pretty much tell you what the birds are in your area. And it was kind of interesting, you know, uh, oh, of course, <laughs> now, the, now the app's going on. Um, but it was, it was interesting because it, it's kind of, it's kind of that we had pick up, you know, and it's like, well, they're not, well, it's still picking up in multiple recordings, you know, what it's got out there. And it you, goes you, to, know what, you know what happened, Mike, is you left that recording when I was talking Oh, we got human too. <laughs> well, no, you left it. Yeah. Reco- you left it recording, and I checked it, and it said it was a blue-crested bullshitter, whatever kind yeah. of bird that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we, oh, no. we we tried a whole bunch of new software out there too. I mean, we three D scanning apps. You know, for folks that forget that they didn't take your casting material with them. I mean, oh, right. that, that that you know that three, yeah. and you know what? That's that's going to be loaded on my phone as well as the bird.net. Uh, uh, yeah, because those are invaluable tools. Um, yeah. You know, uh, invaluable. Uh, the 3D one especially is really cool. It's you know, yeah. describe that a little bit more for. So the, the it's a scan 3D and basically it's uh, I'm going to mess it up. It's photo geometry, photo picturometry or something. Like but you're basically taking multiple multiple photos and it's the app or software using will stitch everything together. And it'll oh. give you a 3D look. Well, it's nice because you can actually turn the uh, 
I don't know if my camera will pick it up as well as it should, but uh, just a sample we did. Um, so bring it up now. So oh, it caught me talking, and it was a standing pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's go back to the other viewer here. Um, Oh, so so yeah. basically, you'll get your scan of what you're looking at. Right. And now, if you rotate it, you can actually see oh. what the impression is on the other side. Other side. Oh, yeah. So we go to the other viewer here. Back again one more time. Now that is cool. So if you had somebody that had a 3D printer, so you take that that photo and you can right. turn it around. Turn my phone off. It's a brand new phone. So you can look at both sides of your target. So you can so actually get a, a print. print. You, get you can print actually get a footprint print. and you can really actually... look at where the definition is. So think about that. You can get that impression and then go to somebody with a 3D printer and print out yeah, so you you know like <laughs> is that correct, uh, Mike? Yeah. So like my original thing is this is a camera charger. Uh, so you literally so I took the camera charger picture, but you can actually see the definition if I took the photo. And you keep turning your phone off. Yeah, I keep turning my phone off. But you can get the definition on both sides. Obstrek also so. says uh display land app for 3D mapping is really yep. good as well. Yep. That's, that's really, cool. I've got one on here, and that's really cool because you can get right up and take a photo and, you know, get the whole scene around, yeah. um, which really makes it a nice, I don't have one saved on here right now. Oh, man, that's, that's, that's uh, mapping software that brings back a 3D rendering. That is so cool. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 I'm, I'm kind of a nerd about it, but if you check some of the Mars rover photos and see some of the stuff they put together, it's awesome man and, and i mean yeah you can get a handheld scanner for about three grand but you know <laughs> yeah. but if something quick with a phone and there's some other 3d ones that'll just give you some other kid some of the kids app at least you can turn right. things around like right. fuse and stuff and that's basically i got a, a carrie i don't know if she's still in here or not you know reached out to me from from mass and said hey i'm in the woods i don't have any casting material what do i do I go, download a 3d scanning app yeah. She got some great, and it was good. You could see it, it was it was definitely a double bear because right. you could really turn that where you you know trying to get the light angles and everything. So yeah. that that three D scanner app for something goes, man, do I have do I have prints or do I have you know just a, a watermark? You really can get that depth that we don't see because the apps really get in there and pull it up. Yeah, and again, it depends on you know. There's some free ones out there, and there's a couple of them you pay five bucks or something for. Um, and that, that will save you having to cast a whole lot of prints just to view the definition of them. Too, it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got it in five minutes instead of ten. Right. And I was able to do that in the woods without a cell signal, which was, was even better right. because half those apps are going out there. So the little okay. things that are available. So. so we do have a question from, ah, good afternoon, Colonel, Colonel Chubbs. <laughs> he says, hey, guys, was the Falcon Project a good concept plan in your opinion um yeah i mean why not let's put a but you know as far as the operational side i don't know 
in concept, it sounds like a great idea. Put something quiet and stealthy up in the in, in the air yeah. and fly it. But the problem is, is like a drone, you're going to have those propellers propelling it. So why not just use a drone now? When the Falcon project started, you know, there was no drone technology. You know, when, is that not right, Chris? I mean, drone technology. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, but it was pretty, it wasn't advanced as it what was, it is. It was very now, primitive. Yeah. So let's create <coughs> this well, limp. That and could now, stay aloft longer. I mean, yeah. and quieter. You just leave it on site. I mean, if you tethered something like that off, you're on I, site a lot longer. I think a tethered one would be a little more, but I think the problem with the tethered one was if the wind would catch or it would spin. You know, you would have problems with a tethered one. So their whole idea was to put one up in the air with, with motion. But if you're going to run motors, you know, why not just use a drone? You know, rig a drone up with. Um, well, now they, ha they, have, they, they have tethered drones now. Yeah. So you can get it. The fire services down in like New York City and some of the bigger, you know. Yeah. They'll, they'll put a tethered drone up because then you have power and you're, you're good for hours and, that's and hours. Not, yeah. You know? I mean, you would have to <clears throat> put at least, you know, two or three points on that, on the, uh, on the, uh, the tethers so you can stabilize it to keep it, you know, from yeah. spinning. I, I think it was actually a pretty good idea, but the, the main drawback was the wind, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, even then they were having problems with the wind, but, yeah. <clears throat> but the major problem with, with that whole program was the funding. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, there's a lot of promises made, and I guess things didn't you know, work out I, the way they were well, supposed you know, to. So. I, I, I've never tried to build one, uh, build a blimp like that, so I don't know really what it would cost. So mm -hmm. I really can't comment, but it seemed like it wouldn't be too much. Right. So the way the way I look at it is, listen, I I wasn't in the inner workings of that. I I only yeah, heard rumor yeah. and supposition and yeah. whatever. Uh, it didn't work out. It is right. what it is. Um, yeah. Obstruct P has another question. Is there a Bigfoot cover-up going on? My answer to that is negative. I think that there is... Um, uh, you only see a cover-up when it deals with, like, security secrets. Like, there's no doubt there was cover-up, and it's come to light now with releases that there was cover-up in the UFO field. You know, and that's been going on for real. I mean, J.L. Hynek, who is the doctor... Uh, the the astronomer, astrophysicist, I forget what his his doctorate was in. But, you know, he worked for years with Project Blue Book and then came out and said, listen, we weren't being honest. So he was the first one to blow the whistle that the government wasn't being honest on UFOs. Then we have all these releases of these new videos that's kind of saying, oh, yeah, we actually had a program in the in the 10 years ago that, that covered this stuff. So put that aside, as far as Sasquatch is concerned, what, what national security risks do they have? None. They have a financial risk so if there's any kind of uh, of cover-up going on it's just an unwritten word an unspoken word just to ignore it because what happens is is if if the government acknowledges it eventually which they're you know that's why it's going to take a, a huge step to prove that they exist once they prove they exist like now the government's in a conundrum because now, how are we going to? I mean, look what they did to the logging industry with the spotted uh, owl. Yeah, there goes you know, the logging industry. Yeah, what's going to happen to uh, what's going to happen to the logging industry when there's a new primate running around the woods? Can we have people still camping out in the woods? You know, uh, yeah. I don't know. 
seem like they might disturb their habitat or right. something. Right. So, um, it, it is, uh, uh, there, somebody there. asked if I have seen the undercover footage from the beast of brushy Creek. No, I have not. No. Um, you know, monetary losses usually don't, don't cause, especially with something that, okay. If I bring a Bigfoot to light tomorrow, if somebody walks in tomorrow with, with a Bigfoot body somewhere and it's proven to exist. How long is that going to be tied up? with red tape to prove that it's even endangered, mm. you know, because then, okay, well, we, we know there exists. So now we're going to put scientists on it, government scientists, and we're going to study them. And then they're going to have to find them themselves. Yeah. And then they're going to have to come up with a report and they're going to have to uh, do some kind of study to show that they're endangered. Or uh, if not endangered, uh, you know, um, I, I forget the next level down. Uh, vulnerable. It'll take years. It'll take years. It'll be 10, 15, 20 years before they will ever get that stamp. So do I think there's a cover-up? No, no, not at all. Um, do I think that there are some nefarious folks out there that 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 try some stuff? Like I, I know years ago, Joe Bielart, uh, we had him on the radio show at one point in time, said that his house got broken into, and the only thing he disturbed were his Sasquatch files. Um, I don't think that was government. I think that may probably have been somebody that had him on the radar. I want to see what he knows. Yeah, you know, To me, the most likely suspect in that thing would be another Sasquatch researcher that he has, he's got a beef with. Hmm. That that would be my, my as an investigator, professional investigator, that would be my first person not really big into conspiracy theory unless it you know it, even the ufo stuff it's not conspiracy theory it's not a cover-up it's keeping secrets so and colonel's deep, got it right there follow the cash <laughs> that's it follow the cash. and right now there is no cash on it so if there's no cash involved in, in, in the yes the 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 logging industry may try to foof it Hmm. Um, in fact, uh, you know, Ray Wallace was a logger and, uh, you know, maybe that was the, uh, you know, the logging company, maybe that was his whole plan. You know, let me make these fake footprints and throw them in the, throw them in the barn. That way, you know, it doesn't affect the industry going forward when I die. I don't know. Just off the top of my head. Hmm. Or uh, you're late on the delivery and need an excuse. That's right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I don't believe there's any, any type of, of cover up, but I don't know. What do you think, Mike? I don't know. I mean, most, every time I see somebody throw something up there, when you scan down to the bottom of the page, you'll see, this is for entertainment purposes only at the bottom of the website. Um, yeah. you know, there, there's folks out there looking, if we come across something, we come across something, but you know, as a, as a cover up, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And, and and now there's absolutely nothing, nothing could <laughs> be covered up anymore. <laughs> Within somebody's got big mouth because everybody's trying to be famous, you know. Well, Ken says uh, the park service shut me out of an area. Well, uh, well yeah, um, yeah. Well, why would why would why would they shut an area off that's got a lot of Bigfoot sightings? Anybody got an answer to that? 
Is it because they're trying to cover it up? No. I, I, I think what they're trying to do is we don't need a bunch of guys with a bunch of guns coming in here. Yeah. We don't need a bunch of people disturbing our our other people that are enjoying the park. Right. And that's what they did uh, in Kentucky when they well, had that guy that shot at one over at Mammoth Cave. They shut <clears> down the whole area. Okay, so, so here's law enforcement talking about Squatch on hitting camera. That's what the 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 the, the video that um, Obstruck is talking about. So my point being exactly because people like Brian Goslin, who had his sighting back in uh, 1976, you know, was lambasted for having a Bigfoot sighting. Yeah, was made fun of. Was now has some acceptability happened in some air in some circles in law enforcement a little bit, but it still remains kind of a laughable topic to them because it is what it is, you know. Mike, you I know, know you're. You know, I I privileged to a little bit more some some of that info. Um, you know, our show we we did a military and law enforcement show just a couple of weeks ago, yep. and. You know, we had a constable from Pennsylvania uh, that, you know, his guys had sightings. We've got military guys that guys I've known, guys I've broken bread with, you know, um, that I've had run-ins with something, you know. Um, so is it becoming more commonplace where guys will speak up? Yeah, like I said, not I mean, not everybody's looking for fame, but they need somebody to talk to. And if you're traveling in those same circles, you may get some more information some other people are not getting. Um, yeah. You know, years ago, I talked to a DEC guy about mountain lions, and the conversation went towards Bigfoot. That was before I was even looking in the subject um, because he had come across some prints down in a, in a county west of here um, that they had come across stuff he, he couldn't explain. Yeah. You know? Now let me let me explain let me explain something here. So inside officially Bigfoot sightings do get some attention in official emails. Exactly, they do. I'm not saying they don't. And I'm not saying that every area handles them the same. I'm only speaking out of experience of what I've seen in New York. Um, yeah. you know, it, it seems like Encon's uh, Environmental Conservation, Department of Environmental Conservation, aka Encon has taken this general Perception that they don't exist. Nothing you're going to tell us is, is they don't exist. Now that may be not necessarily a cover up, because a cover up would would you know oh there's a dead Sasquatch let's go down and grab it. I don't want to get yeah. too too uh, um, uh, too uh, uh, conspiracy theory over this. Hello yeah. Barry, checking in late. Got to catch the beginning of the show. A lot of information. Um, some of the things, you know, that I find kind of questionable is people say that these military guys or can't talk about or something, and they've had a, like an experience while they were in the military and they got out and they can't talk about it because they're sworn to secrecy and stuff. And I think I have to disagree with that. I mean, uh, if you're in the military, depending on what job you had, you maybe you had a secret intact or top secret security clearance. Well, that prevents you from talking about anything national security related anything to do with your job like you worked on right. radar systems of the aircraft or something yeah. you don't talk about that to anybody and that's fine but now what if you saw bigfoot i mean come on 
you can't talk about Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. That's unless it's it, unless it's location <laughs> sensitive, you know. It depends uh, on what it depends on what your 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 you know your NDA or your uh, your yeah. security clearance says. You may not be able to speak anything about anything, and that's not just because of Bigfoot. That's because of what your other things you're saying. Well, yeah. you know, you guys interviewed Ray. You know, Absolutely, my yeah. guys. You know, in just recently, when we did see you came on my show. You yep. know, we had somebody from his unit come on and cooperate. His yeah. stuff, and they didn't even know they were both on at the same time. You know? That was yeah. that was that was really incredible. We had Ray on when we were doing the radio show, yeah. And uh, we were doing, uh, you know, I was on uh, Mike's podcast uh, about a month or so ago, and we were talking about the uh, Mapinguari, and mm -hmm. uh, Ray started talking about the Mapinguari, and all of a sudden, one of Ray's uh squad came on and said hey i was with ray and yeah we saw what we saw yeah you know which is very powerful stuff not only you got one but you got two in the same unit saying hey this is what we saw and they got 18 other guys that will corroborate that exactly that story you know right. but steve, steve have you got that uh mop and Gwari show with ray on there on the youtube archive uploaded i'll have to look I'm gonna, uh, it's not on YouTube. I don't, well, it may be. I got to check. I got to check. Because I think everybody that hadn't heard that needs to hear that. That's one of the best shows I think we ever did. Yeah, th this week. Uh, really good. This week. Well, guess what, folks? Uh, mm -hmm. Yes. The old boy here has been out on furlough because of COVID-19. But it looks like uh, the next week or two, I'll be getting back to getting back. Oh, good. Good. So, just in time for the, you know, the, the stim to run out. <laughs> but uh, so I started, uh, actually, it was kind of funny. Uh, the day before I left the, like literally an hour before I left the expedition for the expedition, I had Ted here and I had Fred here, Ted and Fred. And boy, those two banter like nobody else. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, man, uh, I was going to suggest if you're getting bored, you know, sitting around, you could come down and hang some sheetrock here in Kentucky. That sounds like so Do much fun. A little drywall mud and stuff like that. That sounds like so much fun. I think Mike should go. I'm not. Well, it's a pass through. Isn't there something going on down in Tennessee coming up another week or two? <laughs> you know, I have to sling down that way. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Gat a Gatlingburg or something. Yeah. Crypticon, yeah. Crypticon. Um, that, that's coming on. And uh, there's the uh, Gettysburg uh, Paranormal. Bad. I think the same weekend. Yeah, is uh, so, or maybe the weekend after. I don't know. Either or, um, but I don't think I'm going to make it to Tennessee this year. I was, I, I was actually saying, well, if I'm going to be out, I may, I may go down. But uh, it looks like I'm going back to work. So yay, yay! I don't lose any money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, like I said, my whole thing on a conspiracy thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, the best thing to do, get out in the woods, enjoy some fresh air. Yeah, you know, you know, my idea research on the couch doesn't work. Getting a, out, you know, you a know, bad day out. squatching is a day camping. Now, whether or not oh. it's a good day camping or a bad day camping depends on the weather. Usually, depends <laughs> depends on who's got the cookies and who's starting the fire, or or, or sometimes the company. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you like. Know. You're out in the woods, you're sitting there enjoying, you know, you're, you're making s'mores, and all of a sudden this bearded guy with glasses comes on and says, hi, my name's Todd. That's a bad day camping. 
Oh, no. <laughs> I had to get zing. I had to get that in there. Sorry. Um, if that happens, you could also always ask him if he's got an extra pair of gorilla gloves around and your hands might be well, cold. Well, you know, you can always tell where he is because there's a bunch, there's a whole line of bullshit behind him. <laughs> All right. Enough of that. I'm sorry. I just had it. I had a pander to the, the crowd here that was talking about it. Um <clears throat> But yeah, this is what we're talking about tonight. May not be the most exciting stuff. I understand that, but this is real tactical stuff. Oh. This is operational stuff. So and I'm glad some people are saying, "Hey, I'm taking notes on this." That that's awesome. I'm glad you are. You know, we always try. Some days we have an entertaining show. Some days we have a break, a news type of show. Tonight's one of the educational shows. Well, and, of, and that's you know the big thing that we really forgot, Steve, is you know the compass, the first aid kit. Oh, yeah, all the, you know, in the radio. I mean, the best way to keep things, keep people going, you know, and yep. enjoying, you know, what's I, out I, there. You know, know? I, I say, uh, you know, one of those disposable uh, uh, foil blankets that they have, keep one of those in your pack, yep. a compass, uh, water, fresh water, make sure you have enough water ration for yourself. So if you do get kind of uh, some way to start a fire, my preference is a Zippo. Uh, just make sure the flint is good and the and the, mm-hmm. uh, the the fluid level is good because that'll that'll get you in a pinch, or you can be like Mike and try to start a fire. Um, I got it to start. You guys just couldn't take care of it when I walked away. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude! Hang on a second. Hang on. I, I'm gonna uh, keep talking. I'm gonna go check uh-huh. something out here. Yeah, if y'all, if y'all need a fire started, you should have me along because I'll just reach and grab a couple of nitro tablets. And drop them in the fire. <laughs> Guarantee you start right up. Oh no, magnesium and toilet paper works just fine. <laughs> yeah. Jack links wrappers. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Well, you know, I was never one of those guys that in, likes to go out and uh, start like uh, fires with like a a, a a bow saw and stuff. You know, I, that's why God made lighters. And, uh, you know, as long as I've got one of these in my pocket, I don't have to worry about trying to find two pieces of flint to knock together, stuff like that. But, it, it's good to know how to do that. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. David, you're right. Petroleum, jelly, and cotton balls, definitely. Um, I made sure I had the I always carried a little cotton, the little face cotton swab. You pull oil off your face, put them on. And yeah. then I think I stole somebody's Doritos because Doritos always work. I learned yeah. that as a yeah, they do. The they, they, yeah, put the Doritos down, a little toilet paper, and you're good to go. You got yeah. the kindle you need. But, uh, you know, but that's that's a lot of things. You know, we, we go out there and we head out in the woods, and what happens if we turn the wrong way? And yeah. people don't, don't think about taking a comp. Like I said, I bought my thermal camera for, for search and rescue and yeah. the night vision. Um, make sure you got that compass because there's a lot of places your phone is not going to work. Your, your GPS is not going to work. Um, yeah. we were up in the Adirondacks. We got lost coming off a mountain because we couldn't figure out because we're all like, Oh yeah, we use our GPS on our phones. You know, nobody had one built into a vehicle, which was really strange. Um, you know, so you're like five minutes. Can you still read a map? Nobody can read a map anymore. You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, those, those little things besides, you know, the $3,000 thermal camera, it's like you said, having that lighter, having that, that poncho, um, in everything I carry fits in that little sling pack that we started this whole show off with. Yeah. Um, 
it goes in the bottom and I've got my DSLR in there with a big camera. So, uh, you know, even getting one of the spots. Um, so at least people know where you are at, you know, and you know, it, I know it's a name brand, but there's some other, you know, GPS communicators that people can send an SOS out and, you know, get that information out. Having uh, a, oh yeah, there he is right there. So yes, magnesium fire starter. Yeah, we'll get it going. Yeah. Woo. I'll get it going. Uh -huh. Oh, and the most important thing, a good knife. Yeah. Yeah, Always absolutely. Have a good knife. It won't you know. be good when you get done with it, though. <laughs> well, that beast, yeah. Okay, this is probably the Zippo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That's Sasquatch approved. I got the I get the little sticks which I hadn't bought a magnesium stick in a long time, but it but the ones I used to buy it came with like a little piece of a hacksaw blade. Yep, and uh, you, back to the you could actually like like uh, wiggle uh, scrape off a little pile of magnesium and then uh, put that in your uh, like like a cotton ball or or some uh, crumbled up grasses drill dry, and you would hit that that little pile of magnesium and woof man instant flame dude you have like uh, there oh, there you go. You'd have like a hot yeah, dog cooking in like 30 seconds. So there, there yeah. he is flicking in some magnesium flakes into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is good to know how to start a fire, you know, without any modern convenience and stuff. Always have a lighter with you, but know how to do it without a lighter, just in case you have to. Because, man, I'll tell you what. And the fire is almost out. <laughs> Some, oh, it was all wet. Yeah, we had the all hardest right. time with that fire. That's it. That's it. You, uh, you have not tried to start a fire in the woods until you've tried to start one with wet materials. And a lot of times it is wet. Even if it hadn't rained today, you know, everything where it rained yesterday, everything's still wet. But, uh, yeah, so that's the, the uh, that's, uh, one of my, that's just with the normal night vision. I didn't pop the extender on it. So that, that's not even bad night vision just on the regular, but, uh, just some, some expedition video of us tootling around. <laughs> if you have a, a, a half of a pint of Kentucky refreshment in your backpack, that'll work. To oh, start. There's Fred. <laughs> Uh, that's scary enough. <laughs> yeah, but you shouldn't be taking the Kentucky refreshment out there when you're squatching because well, that can screw up your perception of what's out if, there. If you leave it in the bag, you're okay. Oh, okay. You'll be seeing squatches everywhere. <laughs> Pink one. So one of the things I always tell people is that when you get into the woods, where your car is, take a compass reading. Note where north, south, yeah. east, or west is. Always know, like, like for example, if you know the road is to the east, that way if you get lost or you get turned around, if you go east, you will eventually hit that road. Yeah. No, so that, that's what you got to keep in mind. You know, take your take a compass bearing before you enter into an area you've never been into before. Yeah. It, it, so. You know, and, and another thing about compass bearing, you know, we split up into two groups that night so we could go out and run through some thermal out on a road. You know, and Steve's like, okay, we got something coming in from the north. We got something coming in from the west, you know, and you're like, 
Uh, where's the compass? Okay, it's buried in the bottom of my pocket, you know, when it's pitch black and you're using thermal. But knowing where those compass headings are coming from, so at least when you're doing your documentation in your field notebook, you know, in you know, that's that's a big thing, you know, our team and you know, <coughs> with our guys from NASRAs. You know, we got a guy back in camp keeping directions on compass bearings yeah. and times a day. And you know, that's that's another thing that we started just using is this kestrel drop. Um, this does, you know, temperature, relative humidity, you know, dew point, you know, pressure, the altitude and everything like that. That downloads right on my phone. It's a little little piece of technology out of my bag out in the car. But, you know, you worried about migration routes and times a year. Well, I can take go back and look at that pressure setting that we have this time of year now. Oh. And I'm using one up here, and I know somebody's using one in South Carolina right now specifically for uh, research because we both got ours the same day from, from the company. So uh, pe people are talking about GPS in the woods. Believe it or not, the area that we go in, Research One, I, ha yes. I, have, I have a Garmin. I actually have a, a Garmin Rhino, which is the radio, the FRS radio with the uh, with a proper topo maps on it for everything, and guess what? It can't get a satellite because it's so mountainous. <laughs> uh, you know, the news, years ago, uh, 2003, I was on the news, and we were going to do it from right outside camp, uh, you know, that area where we parked, All right. uh, Mike, and guess mm -hmm. what? The TV satellite truck couldn't get any reception. Hmm. So they had to move down the hill to uh, that next big, not not the one up the hill, but the one down the hill yep. from there um, to that next parking area. And that's where they had to do it, the feed from, because they couldn't get a signal anything further up the road from that. So, I, you know, that's why a compass is essential. Garmin's are nice, but you have to depend on the analog technology because that's the only thing that's guaranteed to work. Modern technology is cool, but know how to use the old school stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Yeah. yeah, literally, I pulled out my, you know, when we're in the middle of the axe. I had to pull my freaking maps out of the back and say, okay, we're on this road. Yep. Yeah. We got to make a right. We got to make a left. We got to go here, you know. And there, there are some times that, you know, you even, uh, you know, it's kind of weird because the Garmin won't work out there, but the satellite radio works fine. <laughs> Yeah, I can listen to Sirius all the way up to or XM all the way up to the top of the mountain. Guess what? Your Garmin don't work for nothing up there. Phones don't work up there for nothing. I love maps because you could pull out a map of a, a new area, someplace you've never been to before, and say, "Okay, well, if worse comes to worse, here's a river. Uh, if I hit that river, I'll just follow it down to this town." You know, <laughs> it, it, knowing what you're going to be doing before you go there and having a plan of attack in, in case the, the, something bad happens. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I love my technology, you know, but yeah. it's 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 having that that stuff that's right there at your hand, and sometimes right. we really we really forget about, oh, what am I going to do, you know, or you, yeah. your radio goes down or something like that. It's yeah. it's a it's a big thing, you know. Well, what really kills me, Mike, every year, man, and it, it'll happen again this year too. Well, I mean, I I don't want it to, but it will. People go into the woods, usually in California. And not singling them out, but that's where the most of them come from, the, these stories. They'll go in the woods to get a Christmas tree, and they'll die of exposure 
and they end up finding their bodies, you know, 200 yards away from their car or, or something like that. And it just breaks my heart because there was no need for it. And just so you know, this is why it's huge to carry maps. Yeah. And yes, uh, I I actually get the actual geographic maps yeah, from map. yeah. uh, the geographic maps from the uh, from the uh, oh what the heck service is it? Uh, the U.S. Geological Survey. Like a geological quadrangle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cool. I grab those all the time. Good to have. Uh, very important to have. A so, little preparation uh, can save your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I hope and, everybody that goes looking for Christmas trees this year prepares just a and, little bit. And you can order those online. Actually, I use a company called uh, Jamapco. They're out in New York State. They're actually based maybe about 10, 15 miles from where I live. Yeah. And I can actually go into the store and they have some of them in stock and I'll buy them. But they can you can order them from them online as well. And yeah. they will print up the geological quadrangle you want and mail it to you. So really, really, uh, really good stuff. But guess what, guys? Uh, we just got a few minutes left of the show. Oh, oh, oh man. Flying flies when you're having fun. Well, I've learned a lot from Mike tonight. I appreciate the info on that thermal too, Mike. I tell you, thank you, thank you for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. You know, Mike, it's always a pleasure, man. And uh, say hi to Christy. I know she's in the in the chat. Hopefully, still. Yeah. But I hope she's she's doing better. And uh, hi, Christy. Um. Yeah, she's <laughs> learning. She's getting her Bigfoot feet underneath her. Um, hmm. We keep taking her out and leaving her places and come back and find her about an hour later. No. She made a comment about that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan reading and myself, we took her out on her first trip down to Chautauqua and we left her to the point with the gear and we went traipsing off looking for some prints and then we came back and, <laughs> and then that, that was her first night, her, her first call. And that's kind of one of the reasons we went with the, uh, the audio and the, the bird stuff. Because the the howl we got that night, it, it sounds like a gibbon, you know, starts right up and she'll tell you. And came right up behind her. Yep. She just, you know, great co-host. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then uh, where else did we do that to her? Um, when are you on again? Uh, Deborah? we are on Sunday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, yeah. uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. So... And then usually the day after, um, we put it up on Anchor FM, which you can reach the you can uh, you can get the audio portion of the show on Stitcher, Spotify, and a bunch of others right there. Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, uh, and plus a bunch of other places too. But uh, those are just the big ones that we put up there. But there's others too that are coming up there. So if you want the audio portion to listen or re-listen to in your car. You can just download it, put it on a flash drive, plug it into your MP3 player in your car or on your iPod or wherever you, if you go to work and you want to listen to some big footing, there you go. Take us but, with you in the car. If the yeah. kids are, yeah, if you're on a road trip with the kids, you know, and just tell them, be quiet. Hey, listen, this is yep. about Bigfoot. Listen. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and Christy, uh, just be thankful. You're not part of my, a new part of my team because Mike, you know what we do to the new people on our team, right? Put the pork chop on them. The pork chop necklace. That's right. Oh, no. Yeah, I just go walk out in the middle of the woods with the pork chop necklace. Oh, you're nervous? Well, here's a night vision scope. Have fun. 
leave me with a pork chop. I'll have me a fire built in no time. And just buddy. remember, if there's anything bad in the woods, <laughs> you only have to run faster than the slowest person. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, folks. Well, on behalf of me and Chris, and thanks again, Mike, for coming on. Thank, Thank you, Tom. Well, Thank you. Uh, Mike and I talk to each other every week, so we're always babbling about something. <clears throat> but, uh, Chris, you want to do your usual... I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. We appreciate everybody. And please, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the like and subscribe. And if you want to, hit the notification bell. And uh, (laughs) thanks thanks again, Mike, for joining us. Thank you. And on behalf of me and everybody else here on Squatch DTV, we want to wish everybody a happy, safe, and healthy week. God bless. And, of course, Keep on squatching. We'll catch you all next week, 9 p.m. Eastern time, Sunday nights, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Anchor, usually on Mondays. We'll catch you all later. Hey, folks, you've been watching Squatch DTV. Join us each week, Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the latest on the Bigfoot mystery. As always, we thank you for being our loyal viewers and encourage all to subscribe to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Steve Culls. As always, have a great week. Stay safe. God bless and keep on squatching.